Abroad in Education is a podcast that unpacks the international suitcase through interviews with EdPath. EdPaths are expatriates working in education and living in some of the most beautiful places around the globe. I'm your host, Tiffany Lachelle, and you can find out more about me at abroadineducation.com. And now, the show. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me in another episode of Abroad in Education. And today we are going into episode 10. We have come to the end of the season. (laughs) I really hope that you all have been enjoying the content, the EdPat voices that are coming through this platform. I hope that you are connecting with the information and I'm really looking forward to continuing to, you know, bring this information to you all. Season one has been absolutely amazing, and I am so grateful to the people who have been willing to share their stories, their life histories, some of the things that they're experiencing being um, EdPats abroad, and I look forward to continuing these conversations into season two. So basically what's happening now is between season one and season two, I'll go on hiatus for about a month. And if you haven't had the chance yet, make sure that you connect through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, abroad underscore in underscore ed. You can always access the website, www.abroadineducation.com. And you can always connect with me through email or or however you choose. (laughs) But yeah, if you have any questions, if you're interested in being featured, if some of the content is truly resonating with you, please make sure to, you know, make sure you're connecting. If you haven't had the chance to listen to the archives, some of the episodes that have already come through, make sure you make time for that. Um, It's been a lot of amazing voices and stories that have been shared so far. So in the past episode, um, I did mention that I am here in Abu Dhabi and I have finally come to the end of my experience here. I've been here already a month now. So I wanted to, you know, make sure I brought this episode um, specifically to kind of conclude my experience and talk about some of the things that have been on my mind. This has been truly amazing in so many different ways. I mean, I have been on a roller coaster ride since I've been here. As I mentioned before, I am back for the first time because I actually spent two and a half years working here um, as an elementary school teacher, and then I went back to the States. I've been in Minnesota for two years, but I've been back in the States for about two and a half years. So even in between that, it's been two and a half years since I've been back to this country. So being back for the first time, I feel like I have... uh, I have been through so many things, and it's a great experience to be in. So for the beginning of this episode in the EdPat Lounge, I just want to take a little bit of time to talk about three things that I have been kind of going through and reflecting on as I get ready to end this experience. So one, one of the things that I have 
at least adopted since I've been here. Um, I'm not just here for vacation. I'm actually here. I've started a pilot study, which is going to influence my dissertation work. So I have become a story collector. I've had the opportunity to sit down with EdPAD teachers who are here and just kind of talk about their experiences, you know, not just their experience here, but also the experiences that they were having before they came to Abu Dhabi. And I have to say that I am in such a space of gratitude because these people have chosen to open up to basically a stranger. Some of them, I mean, I've been friends with them for quite some time, but we've never had the opportunity to sit down and really dissect, you know, who we are, what our life history is. And it has been such an amazing experience to be able to hear the stories of these people. One of the most amazing things is I had to kind of sit back and check myself because one woman in particular, she opened up her life experience to me and I've, I've known her for quite some time and I've always had this thought, this preconceived notion of who she is. And when she opened up her story to me as far as, you know, her linear progression of how she got here, so many things made sense. And I'm thinking, here I am judging someone based on this surface experience, these surface interactions. And when I was able to, you know, be be welcomed into her private space, it was like, wow, wow. I actually felt guilty, like in the space where maybe I needed to apologize for pretending as if I knew her. And it's one of those things where I just have to sit back and truly, you know, reflect on who I am as a person, as a researcher, as someone who's, you know, judging people and really start to take advantage of asking people who they are. Many of us show up in spaces, you know, where we're looking our best, feeling our best, and, you know, people have a way of judging us or, you know, kind of judging our aura based on just that surface appearance. But when you start to break past that and know that people have histories, some people have been hurt, some people have had great experiences before they got here, you don't get to see that, right? People aren't wearing that on their shoulder every day. So to be able to have the opportunity to have real authentic conversations with people and then also them being willing to open up to me, it's like now I'm a story collector. So I am excited. I mean, it's been my first um, experience with conducting research like this. The second thing that I've been kind of dealing with, and I say dealing because it was a struggle. I mean, (laughs) it's one of those things where you really don't have the opportunity to figure things out until you're back in it. And, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about closing doors. When I decided to leave, I told a small story of me opening up the window curtains and looking outside and saying, sunny again (laughs) and what I realized was instead of focusing on the things that made me happy I did a lot of focusing on the things that didn't make me happy especially being in Minnesota I'm like please give me more sun (laughs) but now being back in this space I realized that when I left I left abruptly like I didn't get a chance to really close any doors So now that I've been back, it's like these doors are still open and I am emotionally carrying this baggage for things that I hadn't finished before I left. One of the things particular is relationships. 
I realized that you know, we we all get to a space where we have to learn how to define our relationships. Everybody is not meant to be in your front row. So you have certain people that, you know, are, are for specific relationships. Some people will say, oh, you know, this is a person that I can talk with on Fridays and, you know, it kind of ends there. Some people will say, oh, this is the kind of person that I'll call, you know, when it's time to go out and go clubbing. But I would never call, you know, the person that I sit with on Fridays to go clubbing. So you you define people, you know, for how they serve you. Well, I'm the type of person where everybody's my friend. <laughs> Everybody can hang out. You know, I've always been a connector where, oh, if if I get invited somewhere, I'm going to invite someone else. And I've actually gotten in trouble for that a couple of times because I realized that relationships are based on the common ground and the type of relationship that you've established with that person. So for me, being here, it's been amazing because some of the people that I that I, that was here while I was here, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with them, and I feel like I was or am falling into some of the same habits and some of the same things that kind of pushed me away from this place. I guess the biggest thing that I took from that is, at the end of the day, I'm the person that shows up and leaves. Wherever I am, I have to take myself with me. So when I'm looking at other people to fulfill or fill these holes that I have, I'm not doing myself justice by looking at them to fulfill me. So when it comes to these relationships, I feel like a great portion of my time, you all, it was like I had the smoke signals. Hey, I'm here. (laughs) You know, reaching out to people on Facebook. Hey, I'm here. Let's get together for lunch. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Or like certain things are happening. And it's like, why didn't you invite me? Am I not good enough to be invited? And, you know, taking that stuff to heart as if, you know, it's something against me. But what I realize is, you know, most of the time when you're talking about relationships, it's one of those things where you just take it as what it is. So, that's the surface relationship. So, I mean, it's not necessarily closing the door, but really understanding why am I blaming people when I'm not happy? Why am I, you know, uh, relying on people to make me happy? Why am I looking for people to fill my time when there's so many things that I have to do anyway? So I'm kind of working on that because I I call it the little sister syndrome and I do have it, (laughs) but it's just, it's one of those things where I really, had to sit back and reflect and just kind of decide, well, what are what are these relationships? You know, why are they beneficial? Why are these people in your life? Are you judging them because they didn't invite you to lunch, but they did invite you to the party or vice versa? I know it's it's it sounds a little petty too, but I'm like, it's a real thing. <laughs> And the other thing is intimate relationships. One of the people that, you know, I did have a relationship with before I left. And the most interesting thing was, you know, this person in particular, we spoke before I got here. We spoke when I got here. We met up and then he was ghost. And I'm like, you know, people who want to make time for you will. People who want you in their life will. And it's, it's, it's another experience where I truly had to check myself and say, but why am I holding this person accountable for my feelings, for my emotions, for my happiness? Because it gets to the point where 
even if you're not in that day when it happens, you carry that emotional baggage to the next day, which then impacts how you engage with the next person. So it's like I found myself in spaces complaining about this person who's not even in the room with us. So I really had to check myself and start to reflect. So mm, probably about maybe two and a half, almost three weeks in, I just got to the point where I felt like I was done. And I really had to just, you know, kind of sit back, reflect and check myself and say, you know, what is this? So I couldn't, I can't change my surroundings. I'm here. The fact that I'm here in Abu Dhabi and I'm worried about stuff that doesn't even matter. I knew that I had to get myself together. So I ended up like waking up in the morning and doing yoga, which lasted for about a week. I ended up getting bruises in my arm and on my leg because I've stretched some muscles that I haven't used and I don't know how long, but the clarity that came from that oh my goodness, it really changed my experience. Um, I also believe in in attraction and manifestation and all these different things. So I ended up just um, really engaging into Dr. Wayne Dyer and I would put on his audio recordings and just let it play. And I mean, he was talking to me. He was talking to me. And one of the things specifically that I took is, you know, I have to find a way to quiet my mind, take care of my body and connect with my spirit. And when I decided to do that, every day I woke up, it was, you know, how can I serve? Not looking at how can people serve me, but how can I serve? And I swear to you, just those couple days where I just started to be intentional about my emotions and my feelings, I started to attract so many different things. And a few, I mean, just just a couple to be specific. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I use I use Bumble, and Bumble is an app where you can basically you know decide if you want to um, date people, if you want to meet people, if you want to make new friends. So it's very similar to Tinder, but you know Tinder is supposed to be the hookup app, and Bumble is supposed to be you know a space where you know folks get on there, and and sometimes they're more serious about meeting, and sometimes they're not. It's kind of a gamble. When I'm when I got to this space of just you know being intentional about my attraction, being intentional about my happiness being intentional about you know all these different things I'm thinking well this would be the uh, opportunity to meet people that you don't know like why don't you get back on and just stop looking stop expecting and just you know let things happen so I got back on Bumble and I ended up swiping right on um, a man who was actually from Egypt I thought he was from Colombia but he was from Egypt so he and I are talking and we decide to meet up The craziest thing about being out with this guy, we ended up going out for sushi. Now, I have to be completely honest because Bumble, Tinder, you know, dating apps, dating websites, it's always been one of those things where I am very cautious of people. And I don't know why. I mean, of course, you hear the catfishing story, and that's one thing. But just my safety abroad, I have always been particular about, you know, what I'm doing. So even the fact that I was willing to meet up with this man was something different because I usually don't. Bumble has always been, you know, an opportunity to chat. Most of the time, it never even gets to meeting people. But it ended up that both of us agreed to meet with each other. 
So we went and had sushi, and in the middle of us talking, you know, he just starts talking about himself, and, you know, then he's talking about attracting things and how he had to change his life and his mindset and how he had so many great things in front of him, and he never appreciated it. So he wanted to change his life and start focusing on things that mattered. And he's basically everything that he is saying is what Dr. Wayne Dyer was saying to me. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, how crazy is this? So after we finished having sushi, we ended up going to um, a small bar. It wasn't like a hotel bar. It was a hotel bar, but a small bar. And um, the World Cup was on. So we're watching uh, Russia, which is Russia in Arabic. (laughs) Um, They were playing Egypt. So we're in this space, you know, it's a crowd of, you know, folks from Egypt and um, the Philippines and, you know, the Emirates. It's just a, a room full of different people. And people are shouting and, you know, a lot of the Egyptians are upset because they're losing. And I started to have these memories of being in Morocco because that's all Morocco was. I mean, in Morocco, you would have these cafes. They would line the chairs up all the way to the street. You know, everybody would be watching one TV. You hear all these, ooh, ah, ah, you know, so many different sounds. So the experience that I had with this man was absolutely amazing. And I'm just like, look at what I'm attracting. And it wasn't anything where, you know, we ended up going home with each other or anything. But just the fact that that came into my life when I stopped focusing on the things that didn't matter. Oh, my goodness. It just changed everything. Another thing was the whole time that I've been here, and I've literally been here for a month, I have been talking about going to the mosque. And for those of you who have been to Abu Dhabi, the mosque is amazing. I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's another word that we can ex- that we can use to explain it. But those that haven't been, the mosque is it's the grand mosque. I mean, you. I don't you I don't think you can go anywhere in the world and see this. I mean, it's white pearl, intricate details. It's it is every time I go. When I lived here, I know I went about 5 times, but it I get like a spiritual connection. So the whole time I've been here, I've been wanting to go. And because it's so hot, y'all. I mean, it's 100, 112, 115 degrees every day plus humidity. So one of the things about the mosque is when you go to the mosque, you have to put on an abaya. And the abaya is basically like the black dress where you have to cover your hair, cover your body, cover your ankles, like cover everything. It actually reminds me about a story when uh, Rihanna came out here a couple years ago and she got in trouble because she didn't have on the abaya. She had on like a black cat suit (laughs) and they were talking about how disrespectful she was because, of course, this is a place of prayer. So side note, tangent really doesn't matter, but I've been one to go to the mosque. So a friend of mine, um, I haven't been able to spend any time with him since, since I've been here. And this was another thing out of the blue. He texts and he's like, what are you doing? We haven't had a chance to catch up. You need to come and, you know, let's chat at least before you leave. So even that, it was like, okay, finally, people know that I'm here, although it's at the end. But once I stopped complaining about not being seen, right? I finally got seen. So he reached he reached out to me and I end up going to his house. Now I've never been to his house before. 
And this just talks about the grand housing benefits that, you know, these folks get anyway. But he invites me to his home. I go to his home. He lives on the 18th floor or something like that. So I go to the 18th floor. I'm walking to his apartment and literally outside of the window is the mosque. And I mean, it is gorgeous. And it's at night. It's it's like, oh my goodness, pure white. I mean, it is beautiful. And I said, wow, I have been trying to see you my entire time. I have been invited to a house, I mean, my friend's house. I've never been to his house before. And it just happens that he lives right at the mosque to the point where you open up the windows and it's right there. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like this is kind of scary. So now I'm in this space where I'm, you know, attraction is real. And I finally got to not necessarily the happiness that I was looking for, but the peace. You know, you have to get to a point where you are protecting your peace. Living anywhere abroad is going to, you know, have its pros and cons and benefits and experiences. And in the midst of that, you have to decide how you are showing up. And when I decided to show up angry, complaining, you know, carrying this emotional baggage with people that wasn't even in the room with me anymore, it really didn't serve my experience. It didn't serve me. It didn't serve the possibility of the experiences that I could have. And when I finally surrendered and just let go, it got me to the place of being able to truly attract the things that I wanted to experience, spend time with the people that I wanted to spend time with. And now, I'm not going to lie, y'all, I'm ready to go home. (laughs) And that's the funniest thing because I've been wanting to get away from Minnesota, but now I'm ready to go back to Minnesota. And I have a list of challenges that I really want to start to explore. I want to get back to adventure, right? You don't have to leave your space, your country, your city, your state. You don't have to leave to experience adventure, right? I I spend so much time in these pockets, right? So it's like the majority of my time is spent with black people. But when I take myself out of that routine, traditional experience, I'm back in Morocco sitting at, you know, a a hotel bar watching the FIFA World Cup. You know, (laughs) it was just like amazing, absolutely amazing. So I guess that just kind of sums up with my third thing as far as these connections. I am in Abu Dhabi right now, but of course I'll be coming back because, you know, what I'm doing right now is going to be in a couple of different cycles. And although I have, and I luckily, I mean, it wasn't until I actually looked at how much work I did complete, I was able to get so much so much. Um, I want data. Um, but I'm also in a space where I'm looking at these lifelong connections. I had the ability to catch up with, you know, some lifelong friends that I haven't seen in a while. I got to connect up with some of my kids' parents that I haven't seen in a while and the kids. I mean, they're growing like crazy. I got the opportunity to meet new people. You know, I was able to um, have these these great in-depth conversations with people that I've known and then just met. And, you know, just being able to be me, right? Just being able to be me. So 
in the midst of all of this, I guess one of the things that I'm taking home with me is the ability and the intentionality to protect my peace. Because when I'm in peace, everything else just falls right into place. And that's one of the things that I'm going to be challenging myself once I get back to Minnesota because I haven't been protecting my peace even there. So, ah, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to, you know, whatever comes next and being content with not knowing what comes next (laughs) and just taking it all in. So this concludes episode two. Thanks for checking in, y'all. Before you go, don't forget that you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at abroad underscore in underscore ed. And you can always find me on my website, www.abroadeneducation.com. 